The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the Western world, we have the highest divorce rates of any country. 60% of men and 50% of women are sleeping with someone other than their spouse. What does this mean? Welcome to Contract for Love with your host, Lori J. You'll learn to look at marriage a whole different way, or even not at all. Now, here is Lori J. Good afternoon, Lori J. here with you on Voice America, talking Contract for Love, a show based on my book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract. I wrote this book because I do believe in long-term loving relationships, only without the marriage ceremony. Contract for Love, a beneficial movement better suited for those relationships in the now. I have been in the psychic realm for over 25 years. I've done many, many uh, consultations, and I love doing all kinds of past life readings and psychic readings. So if you want to contact me, Lori J at LoriJ.com. Okay, I've got a great go- guest here today, and so I would like to go right into our interview, and I have Heather Jones with me. Good morning. Good morning. And I think we're, we're here for lunch. We're here at lunchtime. Exactly. Yeah, great. And so Heather Jones is the author of Fuck the Double St- Oops. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Fuck the Double Standard in Dating. Why not, Heather, right? That's okay. Right. So, and yes, 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 double standard. I so agree with you. Tell me a little bit about the basis of your book and that wonderful, marvelous title. I love it. Well, you know what? I've got to give props to my girlfriend, Lisa Turley. She, uh, we were having a brainstorming session. I was sitting at dinner one night with all my girlfriends and talking about you know, how to name the book, and she's really the one that kind of s- solidified that title for me, so i got to give her a little shout-out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the double standard in dating is really about how society says, you know, it's okay for guys to go out and date, date a bunch of girls and have sex with a bunch of girls. And in fact, they kind of promote that. And they, you know, you get a big yes. attaboy if, if you're, if you're nailing a couple girls at one time, you know, it's, it's kind of a boon for them. If girls are out there doing the same, dating multiple guys at one time, and God forbid sleeping with more than one at a time, you know, you get labeled. Absolutely. You get labeled a slut. Yes, you do. And, uh, you know, so I think that's kind of the foundation. That's one double standard I talk about in the book. There's many I talk about in the book. Uh, But, you know, I started writing this book, you know, after uh, that's, you know, the double that the double standard in dating is sort of only one component of my entire story. Yes. And, you know, the rest of it is sort of, you know, how to casually date for fun without getting too serious. And yes, dating more than one guy at a time. That's one of my sort of key tips in my book and how to do that successfully without getting hurt, without hurting them 
And knowing how to, when to leave a relationship at the right time, gracefully, <laughs> you know, without yeah. turning into a crazy bitch. Yeah. So those are just some of the things I talk about. Well, those and those are so important, you know, because we all need to, to learn this new way of dating and having relationships. And you and I are so much on the same page with that. Um, one of the things, too, is that I really enjoy the fact that you are right up front about when you're dating more than one person, you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be honest. And that's something I always push to is honesty, correct? Yes, yes. And, you know, whenever a man enters into my life, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upfront and about the fact that I'm seeing other people. I'm a casual dater. You know, I enjoy playing the field. And, you know, so everybody kind of knows what they're getting into up front. Yeah. You know, um, and the great thing about men, when you tell a guy that, he's not trying to change that about you. Now, women, on the other hand, when they meet a guy who says, I'm casually dating, I'm dating other women right now, the woman always thinks, oh, I can change him. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. get him to fall in love with me. <laughs> you know, so that's the that's one of the fun differences between men and women. But I try to teach women how to date more like guys do and be just a little more fun-loving and casual about it. That's, that's an absolutely fabulous statement because so many times women put their emotions first mm-hmm. because we are emotional, but we don't have to date with our emotions no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and something that you and I uh, sort of hit both on is the fact that pe- women are at the dinner table naming their children. Right. And men are trying to say, think about how can I get her in, into bed? You right. know, how can I get laid tonight? And we really need to look at that. We really need to, women need to learn that. Um, just like we want men, you know, to learn some sensitivities, mm-hmm. we need to learn how not to lead with our emotions. Exactly. So when, um, how do you, well, let me put it this way, how do you get it across to people, women or men, because there's a lot of men that want to get married too, how do you get this across to them? I mean, could you give us some peek at that from your book? Sure. You know, I always, my suggestion is to start out casually dating, and, and it takes practice. You know, in the book, I've got a whole section on, you know, how to prep yourself for the mindset of casually dating, what, what to do, what not to do, how to kind of keep your emotions in check. And there are a lot of, there, you're going to come up against a lot of areas where your emotions are going to take over. And I kind of show you how to reel them back in. Um, you know, but, you know, I feel like, you know, for the most part, you're going to have to casually date at some time in your life. And casual dating is a way for you to get to know yourself, how to get to know men, how to get to know what you like and what you don't like, what you will stand for and what you won't stand for. And, you know, it's really a stage for you to build your Mm self-esteem. And once you get to that point of you've mastered that casual dating, you know, then you can sort of, you know, consider... Um, well, I like this, you know, I really, I really like this one person and I really want to turn this into a relationship and, you know, you're mutually agreed upon and you, you, it's kind of a natural process where, you know, I've got this uh, term in my book, it's called the bench. So you should always keep a bench full of guys and you're always dating a few at one time. 
But, you know, as you start to date and you become serious about somebody, you know, everybody kind of seems to fall off a little bit except this one person. And that's true for guys, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. so, um, you know, it's really the book is really about how to temper your emotions and then let them out at the right time with the right person so that your emotions can grow from there. You know, I've run across a lot of women who, um, especially in, you know, guidance, where they want, they feel that a ring or, you know, some kind of commitment has to come in, like, so soon. Mm -hmm. And then they have also stated, uh, because I've asked the question, why does that mean so much to you? Mm-hmm. The ring or him saying, I love you, really fast. Mm-hmm. Well, I want everybody else to know he belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And so I could see your face light up because I'm sure that we agree on this. Go ahead. Tell us, what would you say to these wonderful ladies? Well, I've been in that trap myself many times. And, you know, it's um, it's a difficult situation because... Everybody wants love. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be in love. Sure. And everybody wants to feel that security. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody wants to, yes, he's mine, and guys want the same. She's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. happens to us both. Um, you know, but I think it's just really adhering to a timeline, so to speak, and knowing that, you know, if you're a couple of weeks into a relationship, it's ridiculous for you to think that it, you're going to be exclusive anytime soon. You know, the, ne- the, the relation, I feel like you have to have a conversation about exclusivity. And until you have that conversation, it's fair game. Yes. And once you have that conversation then, and you guys have decided to be exclusive with one another, you know, then there's an appropriate time frame from then for the relationship to naturally progress yes. into something serious. In my opinion, the I love yous and the considering moving in together and the rings and stuff, you know, really don't come until after about six months to a year in after that point of being exclusive. Exactly. And uh, the reason I'm shaking my head over here is because I agree with you totally on that. And also, having people come and say, well, they went out with, I went out with this guy, and I think he's the one. And I'm going, the one? (laughs) (laughs) There's more than one. (laughs) And something else, too, is because people uh, talk about their soulmate. Mm -hmm. And as I discussed with you a little earlier is I'm a past life reader. And I also know that we have so many more than one love, true love in our lives. Exactly. We can love many people in many different ways. And so, um, you know, I'd like to just talk to you a little bit about that in, um, you know, because you can be in love after six months. Like you were saying, you definitely can be if you're exclusive Mm -hmm. and you're getting together and everything's, you know, really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what if that next person comes along? What would you say to, you know, what do you feel that you could say to somebody about that? You mean next person comes next along person, and you're seeing somebody? Yeah, and you, all of a sudden you realize, geez, I think I love that, or I can really fall in love with that person. <laughs> well, gosh, you know, I think um, 
I am a little old fashioned in this regard of if 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 I'm in an exclusive relationship with somebody, I don't put myself in a situation where I'm gonna meet anybody else. Excellent. I just don't open that door for myself, you know. So um, now, if I'm sort of in a, like I like to call, relationship light, <laughs> it's, you know, scenario okay. where, you know, we're seeing each other on a semi-regular basis and we're quote unquote exclusive, but, you know, I, you know, it's, we're kind of still, we're not really, you know, headed towards engagement, but, you know, you know, we've, we may come across the affections of another person. You know, I feel like at that point, in my opinion, it's time to get out of that other relationship or, you know, take a step back a little bit and say, it's just not fair, in my opinion. Yeah, because if you're starting to look around. Yeah, if you're starting so to look around, there's something wrong. <laughs> that you can actually have that feeling. Right. Uh, and that, you know, there might be somebody else. You really do need exactly, you know, how you put it to us. You need to step back. You mm-hmm. need to just really pay attention. Um, of course, I'm a strong believer in not getting married. Me I'm too. St- okay. <laughs> and I'm a strong believer, in, of course, mine is to to actually work with contracts. Now, would you uh, consider being in a contracted relationship yes. based on choice? I the- love that idea. Okay. Absolutely. Marriage scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it should. And it should, <laughs> Yeah. That's what I tell people. You know, it absolutely scares me to death, but it would be nice to be in a committed relationship, you know, and one that you feel, like I said, in love and secure with. Yes. You know, but marriage ruins everything. I agree with you. (laughs) You know, you know how many people in, especially if you just look at celebrities, you know, because that's who we sometimes look at. They shouldn't really be our idols people, but we do look at that. Um, When... People have been living together for like 10, 15 years, and then all of a sudden they decide to get married, and I have no idea why, but mm-hmm. they do. All of a sudden, within two or three years, boom, there's the divorce. Yeah. And it's like you have to understand what happens when you feel too much security. Right. You know? Right. Well, and, you know, I think what people need to know is, you know, those loving, caring relationships, marriage relationships that last forever are the exception. They're not the rule. You know, and, uh, you know, you know, I've got, you know, friends that are in awesome relationships and, you know, they're on their way towards marriage. And, and you know, I really feel like they've got you know, what it takes to make it happen mm-hmm. and to, you know, to build a life together, a solid life forever. And I mean, my sister and her husband have been together since high school, you know, and they've got two beautiful girls that are just one, you know, so that's the exception, though. Yes, it's it not is. the rule. It is. And that's the fantasy all of us have when we get into a marriage situation. And, you know, I was always, um, you know, kind of my philosophy on marriage is, you know, once you get married, and especially if kids are involved, quitting is not an option. Okay. So, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's something that I've talked about, too, in the contracts. But we can talk about that later. I think one thing I would like to um, point out from what you, you have been saying is that is not, that, that kind of a marriage situation is not the norm. Mm-hmm. However, the way I, you know, the way I know you think about it the same way, but I just want to bring it out, sure. is the fact that 
they would choose to be together whether there was a marriage certificate or not. Exactly. And that's, you know, the whole thing about choice. And we have choices. Right. And I think your book does a wonderful job of helping point that out from the date, from day one of dating, Mm -hmm. that you're going to either choose to be with this person or you're not. And actually, it starts to get that simple, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when when we're talking about all these wonderful things, I'd like to uh, make sure that we have a little bit more time because right now I'm going to take a few sips of tea and honey, some nice deep breaths, and afterward we'll talk more with Heather Jones. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J. or her guest, please call toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Lori J. at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Hi, it's Lori J. here, and I'm here with Heather Jones, author of uh, Fuck the Double Standard in Dating. <laughs> Heather, I also want to mention, Heather, you are a host on Voice uh, America, yes. and that is the Dating Revolution. Yes. And I recommend people listen. Thank you. You're welcome. But I have questions for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we've been talking about relationships, and we've been talking about the meeting of uh, when we're meeting somebody or really getting into a relationship, but we haven't touched on what happens when this, you know, all of a sudden we're Mm -hmm. going along and all of a sudden it's starting to unravel. What what are some of the things that you would like to give to our, our audience? Well, in in my book, I kind of talk about the three stages of a casual relationship. You Mm -hmm. know, the first stage is like absolute bliss. You are so in love. Everything's perfect, you know, and this usually lasts, you know, the first maybe 
three weeks to three months of a relationship. That's absolute bliss. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then the I call the middle of a relationship bliss meets reality. <laughs> because then you start to get to know the real person. You know, the they start to break their patterns of behavior and you're starting to notice that he's not texting back right away and he's not calling as often and you know, you guys usually have plans on Friday night and now suddenly he's not available, those types of things. Yes. And then finally, um, you know, the final stage is, um, you know, you know, Bliss just takes a hike. And, you know, she doesn't know what the hell to do with herself because things are starting to really, you know, unravel. And, um, you know, she doesn't know what to do with herself. And the relationship is definitely coming to an end. So, you know, some of my tips for women when, when you're in that reality stage and you start to realize, oh, shit, yeah. This is going to come to an end soon, and how do I handle this? Yes. You know, number one, make sure you've got your girlfriends around. Yeah. How they, true. It's so absolutely important because when you lose your mind, <laughs> Which because you will, you will <laughs> when you lose your flipping mind, they're the ones that are going to bring you back. Um, you know, just try to be diligent uh, about whatever it is that makes you happy. If you work out, if you socialize, if you, you know, like to go to the gym, if you got your yoga classes, if you, know, enroll in a cooking class, keep yourself super busy. Um, you know, that's another tip. And another tip is cut off communication. You know, if you're continuing to communicate with this person when you know the end is near, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Go ahead and rip it off now. Just suffer the pain now so you can start healing. Yeah. You know, and, and this is, you know, I talk a lot about my book, and I've got the best crazy bitch story on the planet that actually happened to me. But, you know, it's during this time where we really start to lose ourselves. Yes. And, you know, we lose our dignity. We start drive-bys. We start phone calls. We start begging. You know, we start, please take me back. We do the... Um, you know, oh, come over and let's just have sex, thinking it's going to mend the relationship Mm -hmm. and change him. And, you know, we start doing all those crazy behaviors that just chip away at our self-esteem and our self-respect. And you end up leaving that relationship just feeling like you've just been dumped, Mm. and it's the worst feeling in the world. All of this can be prevented. Everything, Everything I've just said can be absolutely prevented. If you, if you just look at it from the right perspective. Now, I can tell you whenever I meet a guy, if it's going to be casual, how long it's going to last, um, you know, sort of, I kind of have it down now. I can kind of meet a guy and know, you know. So, That's great. You know, if, you know and, and so I always start with the end in mind because I know it's going to end. It's, it's going to end in two months or three months, maybe four but at some point, it's going to end, so I already know that going into it. So I just enjoy myself for however long it takes to, for the relationship to run its course, have a great time, enjoy one another, and when it's over, it's over. You're just not quite as devastated. So that's a little uh, tricks I t- teach you how to do in the book, too. That's a great trick. Yeah. I like that because it really keeps you in the present moment, mm-hmm. keeps you, you know, and I'm all for the now. Mm-hmm. I'm all for the now because choices every moment. So that is a great, I've, you know, 
Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure my audience is loving that, too, because we do. And that also goes along with women lead with their emotions, Mm -hmm. and we need to start thinking differently. And I know that's that's a part of your book. And so can you give us a little more on some tips and things that you have for those of us who are... Oh, you know, so forlorn because it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I've, sort of my my top five tips that I love in my book. Um, you know, I've got a whole section, the last section of the book. They're called quickies. It's, it's kind of the whole book in in summary. But you know, the number one tip I've got is it's called control is key, and that's sort of my mantra. And you know, people always freak out when you use the word control. But it simply means controlling yourself, not controlling the other person, controlling your emotions, controlling how you react to whatever he or she is doing, controlling the flow of the relationship. You know, it's up to you to make it fun. It's up to you to make it no problem. It's up to you to have, make it no drama. It's up to you how this relationship is going to unfold. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, really being able to recognize when, you know, when when you kind of need to take back control of the of, of your, you know, short term casual relationship. And so uh, another tip is one of my favorites is, you know, of course, the bench. And, you know, I've talked about that a little bit, but you, you sort of want to have a, a variety of men that you're dating. You know, one you can take to dinner you know, with your friends, somebody you go to the movies with, somebody you exercise with, somebody you could take to a wedding that won't embarrass you. You know, those, you need, you need yeah. a little variety of people because you, somebody you can go out clubbing with one night and just have fun. Um, you know, in that way, you know, dating, dating one guy at a time when, you're, when, when the goal is just to casually date right now, maybe you just got divorced. Maybe you're into your career. You know, maybe you aren't interested in marriage. Okay, these are all reasons why you would casually date. You know, so, um, you know, knowing, knowing that you need to have a variety of these individuals to kind of get you through that dating phase of your life yes. um, is really important. And, and just dating one guy at a time is, is absolute suicide for a woman who is in that frame of mind because... Mm-hmm. You know, if you go right from one serious relationship to another, you're going to carry over that baggage. You might need some time to heal and to, you know, learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn. And, you know, that's casual dating is a great place for that. So, and when one guy isn't calling, you've got another one to call. You have a date with one that he ends up standing you up. It's no big deal because you've now, you know, you've got your friends to go out with. You've got you know, another person that's calling. So, you know, I always have a backup plan. Always have a backup plan. Um, Another great tip is always be fun, flirty, and flexible. Ooh, I like that. Those are my favorites. (laughs) You know, if you're not in the mood to be fun, don't go out. (laughs) If you can't be flexible with a guy, you know, just don't even bother. And always be flirty. You know, you always have to have that little fun, you know, um, attitude, you know, that's fun to be around, uh, that, that gives the guy a little bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, another great tip, don't settle just to say you're settled down. A lot of people, men and women, fall into this trap. You know, all their friends are getting married. You know, I'm turning 44 tomorrow. I've never been married. People could start to panic and be, you know, it's like, oh, my God. You know, am I really going to be single forever? You know, you just... <laughs> yes, you I've just, heard that uh, many times. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, so all kinds of external factors kind of, you know, flow into your thought process around that. But, you know, there are amazing people out there. And there's someone for everybody. And like you said, there's not just one. There's a bunch. Yes. You know, and the likelihood of you meeting not one, but... Ten people during your lifetime that could be soulmates, quote mm-hmm. unquote, or you know the yes. one in your life. Everybody's the one at that moment. Doesn't mean they're the one forever, you know, and that's fine. Forever is a word, yeah, that I feel people need to really run from mm-hmm. because, and especially because it's also in the marriage ceremony. Mm-hmm. Till death do you part? I mean, does that not scare the shit out of you? I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I mean, of course, I went through two of them, so you know. I now I now I know, but <laughs> it it should scare you because life has many many changes, as you know. Mm-hmm. So go on, keep talking. I love it. Well, on that, I don't I don't want to lose this train of thought. Okay, but you know, and I'm sure you agree. The reason why people, a lot of people, I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying in general, there mm-hmm. are a lot of a lot of people out there that get married because they're insecure. Yes, and yes. they have to feel and have that security of a marriage to to they're they're using that as validation for themselves and their own security. Yes, and so you have to and you know have have reached a certain level of self-acceptance to be able to get into a contract rather than a marriage. And that, you know, not everybody's cut out for that. Yeah. You know, it takes time. It takes work. Yes, You know, to become that person that's okay with that. So um, anyway, on the same, on that exact token, my very last and final favorite tip is learn to love being alone. Because most you know, it's it's hard for people to be alone. It's scary for people to be alone. And, you know, the person that you need to love the most is yourself, of course. And, you know, I always encourage people to date, take a dating moratorium and date themselves for a while, you know, and really treat themselves like they want to be, that, like they would want somebody else to treat them. And, you know, really give themselves a chance to fall in love with themselves. Yes, that is probably the most important thing. And I totally believe in people saying to themselves, I am in love with me. Because you have to fall in love with yourself first Mm -hmm. before others can fall in love with you. Right. So I agree with that. And I also, well, I agree with everything you've said here. But the things that, because I went through two marriages myself, I look at this and I go, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and the the thing is settling for somebody. Mm-hmm. I've heard too many people will say, oh, well, it's better than nothing. Or he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what? 
you have plenty of best friends. What you want is the man that lights your fire. Mm-hmm. Because when I leave this earth plane, I want my flame to be lighting my fire all the way. Right. And all my best friends around him. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. That's the way I look at it. So, you know, we... If you have a relationship and he is your best friend, that's just frosting on the cake, of is course. what I'm saying. Um, but I love this because, you know, uh, you're, you're talking about two things, especially the, the things that I, I loved about this um, was the don't settle and love yourself and love being alone. Mm-hmm. Because that was something I did not like as a younger person. And I did, I was, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be, I just go places. I don't want to be alone. And I, and I did settle. Mm-hmm. I settled for, because first of all, I had a lot of pressure from family. I'd like you to, re, you know, talk about that a little bit in, a, in sure. just one second. Okay. I had a lot of pressure from family. And, you know, I come from a very strong Italian background. Okay. So, <laughs> and, uh, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> then, there was, you know, the whole idea you just didn't live with one somebody at that time. Right. At that time, you got married, and ours was in a church, too. Uh, and my first, and this is why I was laughing when you were talking about the tips, if I knew you then. <laughs> I wish I had. I was actually walking down the aisle to my first marriage uh-huh. thinking, well, I can always divorce him. Oh, yeah. That's how much I settled for this, mm-hmm. okay? I could get everybody off my back, and we could just go, and we could play house. And Well, of course, it didn't work that way. Right. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, you, the pressure that's put on people about getting married. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think it's less now mm-hmm. than it was in our generation, you know, coming up to this point now. You know, but, you know, I was always taught growing up that, you know, their marriage marriage was it. You know, I, sh- I th- you know, I'm a little embarrassed to admit, but, you know, I could have very easily been engaged at 16, you know, in mm-hmm. the, in the place where I grew up is very rural Georgia. And that's kind of what you did. Yeah. You know, and, and my boyfriend and I were very serious at the time. And had I not moved to Colorado, thank you to my parents now, <laughs> you know, I would have been married with kids, yes. you know, and divorced how many, who knows how many times by now, you know, so, um, you know, it took, you know, my poor family, you know, they still <laughs> to this day, are you seeing anybody? <laughs> What's going on? Is it serious? When are we going to meet him? You know, it's just constant. <laughs> I love you, mom. I know you're probably listening. <laughs> And you we know, love moms. you know, <laughs> so it's it's it's. I think I'll probably be sixty before they stop asking. You know, and yeah. then that'll yeah. probably be around the time when, you know, I may get married. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you can get contracted. I can then. get a contract. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much in life to enjoy now, right? You know, I mean, not that there wasn't before, but you were brought up so much to. You know, to just grow up, get married, have kids, and that was it. Nobody talked about, well, what after? Well, and also, you know, I grew up in the South, and, you know, again, I'm generalizing, but, (laughs) you know, women got married, you know, so 
they they didn't know what else to do. Yeah. You yeah. know, they weren't working, they weren't providing um, you know, a stable or substantial living for themselves at that time when when I was, you know, growing up at that time, it was like, you know, you needed a man yes. to yes. further your life and you you know, that was sort of the, you know, you needed to get married, you needed to have kids and uh, you know, you were going to stay at home. You might have a job, but you might not. And, you know, you kind of always looked for that man that could provide that kind of stable environment for you and your children. And that's kind of, you know, that's how that's how I was raised. Uh, you know, and, you know, at the age of 18, 19, 20 years old, all my friends are getting married. And, you know, you just you just feel the pressure from from all angles. Yes. So, you know, now, like I said a minute ago, you know, I think now the median age for, you know, people getting married are well into their 30s. Yes. You know, and, and definitely yeah. waiting much later to have kids, if mm-hmm. at all now. Yes. You know, and, you know, the, uh, there's so many opportunities available to everybody around the world now. You know, there's no reason, uh, you know, a, a woman in particular can't go out and make a very nice living for herself. She's got a choice now. She, she sure does. She can choose to to go down that contract or marriage path, or she can choose not to, and she'll be just fine. Yeah, because, you know, before people would look at women, if they went to college, as, well, you're just going there to meet a man anyway, mm-hmm. which was a great insult to women all over. But, you know, that's what happens, and thank goodness we don't have to do that anymore, especially, um, you know, in the past generations, and that's why I feel that there's so m- much divorce from, you know, f- for the last, well, I don't know, long time, mm-hmm. long time, and we will be talking about a lot of those things, but right now, I believe it's time to have a few sips of tea and honey, and afterward, let us talk to our guest, Heather Jones. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit LoriJ.com to find out more about Lori J and her services as a psychic intuitive reader and past lives channel. Be sure to pick up Lori J's book, Don't Get Married, Get a Five-Year Contract, available on Amazon.com. With cheating and the divorce rate so high, why not look at commitment and marriage from a different point of view? You'll view relationships in a whole new light, one that you've probably never thought of before. Don't get married, get a five-year contract. Find out more at LoriJ.com. Are you someone who strives to accelerate your spiritual growth, living authentically? Everyone wishes they had a pipeline to higher wisdom to help them understand their life and manifest a new point of view. Join Holly and Paul Marwood, who will serve as your guides on Soul Genesis. They will share inspired guidance from the High Council of Orion, which can turn your questions into answers and your problems into solutions. Tune into Soul Genesis, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel. On the Voice America Network. You are listening to Contract for Love. To reach Lori J or her guest, please call toll free 
1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to J at LoriJ.com. Now, back to Contract for Love. Good afternoon, Lori J. here with my guest, Heather Jones. Heather wrote the book, Fuck the Double Standard in Dating, and she's also here on Voice America on the Dating Revolution. So we have been talking about many things about her book, and of course, now we're going to get to my favorite subject, sex, (laughs) and because I'd like to talk to Heather about that and how she feels about many things, and I've mentioned before on this show, and I'm going to mention it again, I have listened to women say that, oh, good, I'm getting married. Guess what I'm not going to have to do anymore? And somebody will say, what? And they'll say, oral sex. He's not going to get oral sex anymore. And I go, my gosh, do you understand what you're saying? What? And that sort of goes along with trying to change people or changing yourself. What in the world do we think that it's okay if we're going to spend our lives with somebody, as mm-hmm. they say, in marriage, okay? How could we do that? Mm-hmm. Talk to me, Heather. <laughs> you know, that's, in my mind, one of the worst deceptions out there. And I'll talk about it a little bit in my book, and it's I call it the representative. Uh, and my girlfriend, Kate, coined this term. term and, you know, she... Ultimately, it means you get somebody's representative for the first, you know, six months to a year of your relationship. Everybody's on their best behavior. Everybody's trying to lock it down. Yep. Everybody's trying to show the best version of themselves. And only to the to the time you start to get comfortable with somebody and you start to settle into the relationship, the real behaviors come out. And in extreme circumstances, like you're talking about, men may become abusive after they get married. Mm-hmm. Or, yes. you know, a woman will start, you know, turning into a prude after they get married. Yes. You know, I just think that's so sad. And, you know, it's like no wonder guys are apprehensive to get into a relationship. They hear horror stories like this every flipping day from their friends. Yes. And that's why a lot of their friends say, ask me out, you know, tell, let's go out because I got to go. And they start flirting around and mm-hmm. they start playing around. And yes, it is a problem. It is a challenge in the relationship. You can't expect, now this is how I look at it. You cannot expect a man or a woman to stay in a relationship, okay, if they're not getting what they were told or shown that they were going to get after you're together. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You know, and on that same token, another thing that really irritates me is, you know, when you meet somebody, you're attracted to those best qualities about that person, you know. And, you know, when all of a sudden those qualities become not okay six, six, years, six months into the relationships, you know, eight months into the relationship, you know, all of a sudden you start trying to change that person. That's the other thing that I just can't stand, no. you know, too. It's, you know. Exactly. Whoever you meet is who you're going to be with and don't try to change that person. If somebody doesn't have big breasts when you're dating mm-hmm. to the men, okay. <laughs> Don't expect her to go for an operation or something after you're married, thinking, well, it'll be okay. Right. No. 
No, 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 that doesn't work. What if she doesn't want to do that? Okay. Same thing with a woman. If you don't like some of the attributes on your man, Mm -hmm. they're not going to change just because you're married. But you, but somehow, some way, we think it is. We think we can. We're going to change them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we we so get caught up in who we think the person is, Mm -hmm. not who they truly are. Our vision of what we want them to be. Exactly. Exactly. We fall in love with what they can be, what we want them to be, <laughs> mm-hmm. not who we're looking at at this moment in time. Right. So it's something that we really have to get uh, really help people with this because I know every so many people, including myself. I mean, I, I was big on that one. Of course. Oh, I know he can be you know, this, and I know he can be that. He's brilliant. He's so intelligent. Well, wait a minute. All he wanted to do is sleep under an airplane wing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was his thought of what, you know, bliss could be. Right. Well, it wasn't mine. And so these are the things that we have to pay attention to. If we don't like something about somebody now, in the especially in the bliss stage. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just going to amplify and get much worse and you're going to end up killing each other. <laughs> it's always the little things it that is. start to irritate you. Yes. As, and especially once you say I do for some reason it changes things. And we've talked about that on other shows and I'd like you to sort of, you know, comment also is that the reason I picked five five years for my contract is based a lot on what you've stated, okay? And that's the bliss year, you know, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden children may be coming the second mm-hmm. to third year, and then all of a sudden things are starting to get boring. Right. And people spend too much time getting, allowing themselves to just sort of mm. not care about who they are and what they are, you know, as far as their looks or, you know, keeping themselves going and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then by the fifth year, what I suggest is that we do a reevaluation. I love it. Yeah, reevaluation process. And then we figure out whether or not we want to re-up. Right. Okay. So a lot of things that we talked about here is when you are in that kind of a situation and you're seeing yourself or your loved one deteriorate <laughs> sort of in front of your eyes, how do you feel that we should, you know, how do you feel people need to work on that? Well, first of all, you need to look within. You know, all Great issues answer. lie within. Great answer. So, you know, um, if the marriage is having problems, what are you doing about it? What are you doing to help yourself? What are you doing to fix it? Uh, not that it should fall all on one or the other's shoulders, but it's definitely a, it's, you know, definitely a two-person dance going on. Communication, communication is yeah communication and we don't holding back sex mm-hmm. um you know uh, yelling and screaming nagging uh, and that can be on both ends mm-hmm. um my first guy was a nagger i thought a few times he wasn't going to make it you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh so it so i'm just trying to let everybody know we're not trying to pick on men we don't pick on men we both both heather and i love men yes okay so we're not trying to pick on anybody here yeah but what we're trying to do is, you know, come from a woman's point of view in how 
we think about things, and that is, and I swear, if people would just talk Mm -hmm. to one another and say, honey, I don't like to do that. What can we do to make this better or more interesting? Maybe some food products. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's take a trip to uh, Fascinations. (laughs) There you go. Absolutely. And to be open to these kinds of things. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of playground out there that we can, we can enjoy with one another. But again, it takes confident people for that. You know, it takes somebody that's uninhibited, yes. that, you know, and willing and open and, you know, wants to have fun. And, you know, you know, that, you know, a lot of women are, they need that secure environment to really let go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other women that, you know, they're just, they're happy-go-lucky and, you know, they can just have fun with whoever. And I'm kind of jealous of those girls. <laughs> But, you know, I think in marriage, you know, contract marriage situations, you know, everything gets brought into the bedroom, as I'm sure you talk about, you know, stressors, kids, work, you know, fights, whatever it is, all that comes into the bedroom. And it's really hard to learn how to let it all go and and stay connected to your partner. You can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. Speaking from two marriages you can't right and it gets it gets very hurtful and then you stick around in it thinking not thinking that it's going to get better but you just feel like you're stuck and you lose so much of who you are because you're not going within yourself in the first place you're staying all outer world Mm -hmm. and so then you're ending up in situations that are unhealthy for both of you. Mm-hmm. But you brought up a word that I'd like to talk about. Okay. Jealousy. Oh, okay. Good one. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're talking about going out with a lot of men at the same time. And by the way, people, if you haven't seen Heather's picture, she's a beautiful woman. Oh, thanks. Okay. So I can see where there's going to be a lot of men there that want to put you next to them forever. <laughs> so what do you do with jealousy, Heather? Well, I think, you know, like I said, I communicate pretty openly right off the bat. Um, and, you know, everybody knows, everybody I'm dating knows I'm dating around and I'm casual. And, you know, I feel like I tend to attract casual people as well. Okay. In that, general. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. that's in my history of casual dating, I tend to attract casual people. Okay. Who aren't looking for something serious yeah. either. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, and I think that all comes from your internal clock or whatever it is inside of us that, you know, you always get what you give or you, or, um, you always get back what you put out. Exactly. So, yes. you know, in, in my history, I'm generally putting out that vibe of I'm a casual dating girl. <laughs> so that's kind of what I get back, you know. Um, you know, there'll probably come a point in time in my life where I'll change internally and, and I'll be open for a long-term committed relationship and I'll start to attract those types of individuals into my life. Sure. You know, so, um, you know, as far as jealousy goes, it's so hard not to get jealous or, you know, invoke that in, in another person. But I feel like, you know, if you're in... You know, I just try to give everybody I'm dating 
um, you know, that my undivided attention with them at that moment. And, you know, I want them to know I, you know, am, you know, thoroughly into them. I'm enjoying being with them. And, you know, there's no reason for them to feel jealousy. And I know they're out tomorrow night with another woman potentially, and they're giving her their undivided attention tomorrow night too. And so if you're on the same playing ground, you know, it's easy to, to keep the jealousy at bay. You know, when you're in a relationship, that's a whole different story. We could probably have a whole, whole other show hour on to, that. Yeah, whole another hour to talk about that. But yeah. it's a toughie because I know of a, a lot of women. Now I have, you know, I'm really happy with myself as far as I've gotten over a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, whole thing of being jealous. But there was a time I was very jealous. Mm-hmm. But that goes along with the insecurity. Yeah. And that's something. And so that's what I would like to also say to our listeners is if you are really jealous, look within again. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about insecurity here. Mm-hmm. That you're afraid that somebody's going to take him away or her away mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that way, it's really your own insecurity. It's most likely not how the other person feels. Right. And again, we have to look at who are we dating? Right. Why are we dating them? Exactly what you've been talking about and you talk about in your book, which is so great. I do. And, and also, you know, just one other point on that. When you're casually dating... That's not the space for a possession. You you cannot have that mindset of, you know, this person's mine. Yes. So, you know, if you get into a situation where you start getting jealous, it's your own fault. Yes. It's not their fault. No. So it's, you've done this to yourself. That's what they're doing. Right. So tell us a bit, what are you going to be doing now when you leave here? <laughs> Well, it's, you know, this has been a very exciting year. Um, You know, the dating revolution has been a lot of fun. Um, I turned my book into an audio book. Actually, last Friday, we did the recording right here in this studio. So I'm anxious to get that out after the first of the year. Um, I'm doing a little segment on Arizona 3 TV tomorrow on holiday dating etiquette. Oh, that's fabulous. So that's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about when should you give gifts? Should you spend time at, with the family? You know, who do you take out for New Year's Eve? We're going to be talking about that sort of fun stuff. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. And, you know, I've got a couple of radio um, uh, segments lined up for after the first of the year. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to next year. Oh, What a wonderful time. Thanks. And I'm so glad that you were able to find time to come and be with us today. I'm so honored because I just love, I love your book. Thanks. I love everything about what you're talking about. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So what I would like to do right now is say happy holidays to our audience from both Heather and I. Also, next week, I'm going to have on Rosellen, a spiritual healer, who's going to help us work through the holidays. So yes, I'll be here Christmas Eve. Also, I want you all to remember that we are all the perfect, imperfect piece of the perfect puzzle. Heather, thank you so much. It was such a joy having you here. And I hope you come back sometime. Thank you. I would love to. Thank you. That's great. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful week to all. Love you. Bye now.
Thanks for tuning in to Contract for Love. Be sure to join Lori J. next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll talk more next week.